Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Whenever and wherever in the realms of time and space my voice finds you. Welcome. My name is Aaron James. You're listening to episode 10 of Kids Myth Plus, where each week we share stories from the worlds of legend, mythology, and folklore. This week we bring you a story called The Snake's Bride. It's one of many tales gathered together in a book called Simla Village Tales or Folk Tales from the Himalayas by Alice Elizabeth Dracot. This area of the world where the countries of Nepal, India, Pakistan, and China come together is rich with ancient culture and mystery. The Himalayan mountain range is also home to the tallest mountain in the world, Mount Everest. Mount Everest soars above the earth to a height of 29,000 feet. Today's story features a Raja, or Prince, who finds himself transformed into a serpent. Although in today's modern world many of us are creeped out by the slithering creatures, snakes historically, they've come to represent fertility or the creative life force. Snakes are a revered creature in Hindu culture. Maybe because a snake sheds its skin, this comes to represent rebirth and the ability to live forever, to continually reinvent yourself. Sounds pretty good, yes? But would you marry one? Well, let's see what happens when a beautiful and clever Pahari girl finds herself doing just that. The Snake's Bride There was once a Raja named Bunzilal who was charmed by a witch, turned into a snake, and lived underground. But he constantly wished to go above ground and see the world. So one day he ran away and made himself a house above ground. Now at this time, there was a girl living in the place who had a very cruel stepmother. And this woman made her spend the whole day picking up sticks in the forest. It was there that the snake met her and was struck with her beauty and grace. And one day he said to her, Sukya, Child of Dukaya, or the one who gives you pain. Will you marry me? But the girl was afraid, for who would marry a snake? She didn't know that the snake was Raja Bunzilal, and that he was only a snake by day, but resumed his human form at night. So she went and told her stepmother all about it. And her stepmother, who did not care what became of the girl, said, Tell him you will marry him if he fills your house with silver. This the girl told him. Next day, her stepmother opened the door. She found her house filled with silver and readily and eagerly 
gave her consent to the marriage. So Sukya became the snake's bride and went to live in his house, where all was comfort and happiness for her. After some time, her stepmother thought she would go and find out whether the girl was still living. And when she arrived at the snake's house, she found that, contrary to her expectations, Sukiya was both happy and prosperous. Now the stepmother knew the story of the enchanted Raja Bunzilal, and also that if he revealed his name, he would be obliged to return again to his former home underground. And she advised Sukiya to beg him to tell her his name, and not to rest day or night until he had done so. When night came, Sukiya asked her husband to tell her his name, but he implored her not to, as it would bring bad luck to her. Yet she persisted in asking and would not be advised otherwise. Even though he turned himself into a snake and fled right before her, till he reached the riverside, where again he begged her to desist. But the foolish girl would not listen till he called out, My name is Raja Bunzilal. And so saying, he disappeared under the water and she saw him no more. For days and days she wandered the streets and bazaars, calling, Raja Bunzi, Raja Bunzi. But he came not, and she was very unhappy. In the meantime, the snake had reached his own country, where arrangements were being made to marry him to another girl. And when his servants came to draw water from the well, they met Sukya and told her of it. Now Sukya still wore the ring which Raja Bunzi had given her, and she begged them to take it to him, which they did. And when his eyes fell upon it, he remembered Sukya and all she must have suffered because of him. So he went back to the world determined to seek and find her, and then bring her to his own country. Sukya was delighted to meet him again, and gladly followed him. But the snake's mother soon discovered her, and made up her mind to kill her without delay. So she had a room prepared full of scorpions and snakes and all sorts of deadly creeping things, and invited Sukya to sleep there. This plot was discovered in time by Raja Bunzi, and he had the creatures all removed from the room, and the room was swept clean and whitewashed. Thus Sukya escaped, but only for a time for the snake's mother told her she was clever indeed, so clever that a test would be given her to prove her cleverness, and if she failed to give proof of it, she would be put to death. The snake's mother then brought a great quantity of mustard seed and strewed it on the floor beside Sukya, telling her to divide it into equal lots and carefully count each seed. The poor girl began to cry, for she felt this task to be beyond her power, 
and the snake said all the trouble had been caused through asking his name. But he knew some little birds who came when he called them by name, and they very soon divided the mustard seed. So once again, Sukya escaped. The next time she went out, it was to follow very miserably in the wedding procession of the snake, and his mother had arranged that Sukya should have torches to carry on her head and in her two hands, so that when the wind blew toward her, she would be burned to death. All happened as arranged, but when Sukya cried out, I'm burning! I'm burning! Raja Bunzilal heard her and quickly ran to her rescue. Together they ran away and escaped to the upper world and found their former home where they lived happily ever after. Okay, so it turned out all right. Marrying a snake, not so bad it seems. An interesting little tale. Always seems there's an evil stepmother. Why is that, I wonder? And the stepmother convinces her daughter to plead for the name. The Raja finally gives in and tells it, of course, followed by some bad luck. But in the end, he escaped the curse, and they returned to the upper world. So what is the symbolism in this story? The snake, the world above, living underground. Do some research and see what you find. Look up the book, Simla Village Tales, by Alice Elizabeth Dracott. It is beautiful and full of lots of great stories. As the author puts it in her preface, stories taken from their ancient cradle under the shade of ancient Theodores, beside the rocks, forests, and streams of the mighty Himalayan mountains, have I sought these tales to place them upon the great bookshelf of the world. We hope you've enjoyed this week's story. This has been episode 10 of Kids Myth Plus. Presented to you by me, Aaron James and a presentation of Brooklyn Sage Productions. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Share us with your friends and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at KidsMythPlus, P-L-U-S. Thanks for listening. And remember, keep asking questions and looking for the magic. It's all around us.